0: And at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30. That's nation O N three zero for 30% off of your purchase.
1: All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show today, I'm going to be forecasting my 2022 season. Now, 2021 was awesome, had a lot of good stuff, but I will say there were some slow parts to it. In fact, there were a lot of times where I didn't get out and hunt when I normally would have, just from a bunch of different circumstances coming up and and things that I had to deal with. But 2022 is going to be amazing. I can already tell. And to talk about it is my wife, Samantha Matthews. So she is hanging out with me today. We're going to chat all about the upcoming season, what that holds for me, as well as what we hope for the business, um, for the podcast, all of that. Lots of cool things. I want to make you aware of something also. During this process, during the past couple of weeks, we have been designing some t shirts. Actually, we've had a friend design some t shirts for us, uh, revamping a couple of things, making a secondary logo, if you will. And so, we are hoping to launch a bunch of products coming out here in the next couple of weeks. So, stay tuned for that and follow along with the journey on whatever social media platform you choose. You can see some pictures, and I'm hoping to start doing more videoing and posting of actual hunts that i go on so before i keep rambling we're gonna jump into this podcast and see what 2022 holds in store
2: like he was doing things that were just badass
1: that was one of the coolest moments of my life
2: i was really scared but knowing that Dan had the gun i did have the rifle like we would be okay
1: All right, guys, welcome to today's episode of the show and with me on the show live in studio (laughs) by studio, I mean closet, (laughs) uh, is my wife and manager, Samantha Matthews. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for being on.
2: Thanks for having me again. Um, Always good to be on.
1: So today we're going to talk about 2022 and Figure out exactly what that looks like for the podcast, for hunts, for a lot of different things.
2: I think I'm excited to find out because I really only know what your January and February look like. I don't, I mean, I know what the fall looks like. I'm (laughs) excited to find out and learn when you have hunts planned.
1: (laughs) You're my wife You're you're supposed to know this this already.
2: I mean, we had a rough end to 2021, so we haven't really. Just a lot
1: of craziness. Yeah. Moving around and being sick a lot of a lot of this stuff going on but um i think 2022 is going to be awesome hopefully a lot of cool partnerships hopefully a lot of cool merchandise coming out which yeah. we know that's happening but hopefully we have a lot more and um as far as hunts go i've got some pretty cool hunts to kick off 2022 already
2: yes i brought a notepad too so i can write these down yeah, you <laughs> so better you
1: better write them all down take notes <laughs> So I guess we can just start from now moving forward what the year looks like. I've got, let's see, it's the 12th today. I've got three more days for our tree whitetail season.
2: It's still going on. It's still going on. I have
1: three days to connect with a buck and then it's done. You better get out every day.
2: Three days. That's not bad.
1: Yeah. So I've got to get out, start chasing after deer. Waterfowl is going on until the end of January. But as far as like bigger hunts that aren't the tail end hunts from 2021. Yeah. At some point at the end of this month or beginning of next month, I've got to head out to Utah. And I'm going to go hang out with Dustin Clark. He runs a page called The Hunting Fam. He runs hounds for mountain lions, bears, all kinds of different stuff. So
2: Yeah, that should be a lot of fun.
1: I'll go out there for probably, I don't know, three or four days, run hounds with him try to connect with a big mountain lion in Utah.
2: Mark that off your bucket list. That
1: doesn't seem real. It doesn't doesn't. seem like he showed me a picture of one. and I'm
2: like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, this could happen.
1: Yeah. Sometimes they're almost face to face with them because the trees out there aren't super tall. And so they might only be like six or seven feet off the ground. That'd be cool. So I've got that coming up. Then in March, Actually, end of February, February, beginning of March, I'm heading down with Hunts for Heroes to Texas to do a hog hunt on some public land down there.
2: I may tag along on a few of these. Not to hunt. Uh, Maybe if we have a family that can watch the kids, but just the family would come along and you hunt and the kids and I will explore.
1: Yeah. What a... I mean, that's really all that I have guaranteed. Yeah. I know the dates. I know for sure I'm going.
2: Dan gets a lot of invites on social media like hey come out with me up in oregon or new york or indiana so who knows what the next few months will hold
1: yeah i think those hunts are for sure gonna happen i know my colorado hunt's gonna happen i'll go out there for for rifle season for elk
2: was that september october
1: end of october typically the last week or sometimes it bleeds into the first week of november so yes, I've got <laughs> it's that long. one. I've got that one. Uh, I know Wisconsin whitetail. That's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I'll, every year we go up for Thanksgiving to Wisconsin. So that's a tradition for us. Dan Hunt's this last year is real successful for you.
1: It was good. Uh, I'm excited to get back up there and get Aiden out and yeah. help him shoot a deer. Yeah, uh, my nephew came out with me last year for the first time sat with me one time in a double stand to this year we sat together two times and discovered at the end of it that he could actually get a license as an apprentice without his hunter safety if he sat with me and so we got him a license unfortunately we didn't really see much and uh next year my number one goal is going to be to get him a deer
2: I think I need a buck this year
1: I know, well, Can I you need this to this actually to just hunt, period, <laughs> this year. <laughs>
2: I need to actually get Last out. Last year,
1: you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go out. You shoot a deer the first day you've ever been out, and then... And then I'm done. And then you haven't was gone out Was that this past?
2: No, it was 2019?
1: 2020's deer season. Really? Yeah. Oh, dang. Um. So, yeah, Wisconsin's going to happen. And then from there, it's just Missouri seasons and whatever else we add in. I've had offers for elk in Wyoming and Montana. Mm-hmm. I would love to chase an elk with my bow this year. That's like Yeah. super high on the on the list. The hunt with Linnea, that's oh, yeah. going to happen at some Arizona point. Arizona at some point. Well, so we're talking about not doing Arizona and potentially mm-hmm. doing like Utah, Nevada, Wyoming somewhere oh, okay. with a bow. Still on the West or Coast or mule deer probably still. And so
2: yeah. Our friend Linnea lives in a van. She's super adventurous and lives in a van down by the river <laughs> in a boat. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, and she's getting into hunting and so Dan's going to go show her the ropes. Yeah. Try to get her on something.
1: We were going to do an Arizona hunt, but we wanted to make sure it was the highest chance of success. And it yeah. seemed like we had to plan it last minute. So we pulled the Seen plug the on forest. that. We're going to, we're going to try to make it happen a different time. But Got that hunt. Man, ever now that I keep thinking about it, there's just more and more and more and more. It's so, okay. I'm still writing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did talk to Sean Lashinsky okay, nice. on the podcast, uh I don't know, three episodes oh, yeah. ago. And he and I were talking about the moose hunt in the Yukon,
2: oh. chasing after
1: a bull moose with our bows. This
2: is Dan's like dream hunt. This isn't just a dream hunt. hunt.
1: So well, the reason it came up in conversation is because he's like, dude, I owe you I've you've you've been on all these big hunts with me. Yeah. It's time to cash in. So let me know whenever you're ready. And I was like, dude, I'm ready whenever you're ready. And he's like, Well, it's up to you. So tell me the dates and we're gonna make it happen. This is the first time I'm hearing about this. I know. I was (laughs) like, Maybe we'll try to make it happen this year. Okay, and if not this year, for sure next year. Because I don't want to wait like three, five, ten years. Otherwise, it just won't ever happen. Yeah, you know. So, I might have to get on a call and have a serious talk with in, him yeah. and say, "Hey, listen, these would be the dates. This is the cost. This is where we'd go. Like, try to get actual plans. Yeah, in commitment. Place and- because, oh my gosh, that would also be an insane hunt.
2: I feel like it's important to note right now if any wife of a hunter or female hunters are listening and wondering like how the heck does he hunt all the time or how am I okay with it there's a lot to it so one like podcasting outdoors hunting it's his job but it's also his passion Um, and so I, I like that he gets to do it we also have a lot of family close to us and so we're super thankful and blessed just to have the help so my sister my mom my grandparents so they help a lot with the kids but I don't know. I feel like every time he goes hunting, he comes back like more appreciative and more helpful. Um, you know, and it's a trade-off. Like like I said, it's his job, but he also loves doing it. And so I'm excited for him when he gets to meet other people or have different like opportunities. Um, but also if I'm having a hard day or, you know, we have something planned, like if I'm upfront and honest with him, he's understanding like, and not just going to go. I yeah. know a lot of people on social media don't like when I say like, I let my husband hunt, but that's kind of how it is, you it's, know,
1: it's clickbaity. It I is. mean, people, people see it and they're like, oh, I've got to comment on this, but I mean, been, it's just respect. Yeah. You've been super supportive and helpful and encouraging throughout this whole process. And one important thing to note is that I'm not gone 40 hours a week exactly, at a job. Exactly. And so,
2: so that's a big difference from, you know, someone who does work eight to five and then who's hunting four mornings out of the week, you know, that would be hard. But for us, he's home all day with me working or we're at Panera working. And so he sees the kids more. He sees me more. So when he's gone in the mornings, like I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah. And and some of my hunts coincide with vacations. And so not only am I not spending a bunch of money on the hunt, because it's just money that we would have already spent on vacation. It's not like completely isolated or like, a $20,000 hunting budget for the year. <laughs> right. Um, so, there's a lot of things that go into it, but this year I'm excited to just continue to connect with other people. Yeah. I need to set some goals, maybe we can do that on this podcast. For sure. Um we can talk about yeah, exactly what we're hoping to get out of it both from the podcast side of things, social media side of things, relationships and experiences because there's a lot of people that have reached out and I would love to put something together where I can either travel and meet a bunch of them mm. or put an event on. I know we've talked about doing like a meetup.
2: Maybe we could do that like mid year beginning of fall or something.
1: Yeah. I mean like all these different organizations put on either meetups or they go to um, events like just this last week was the ATA the yes. Archery Trade Association. Yeah. Trade show. And a lot of people get together at places like that. And so I think it would be cool to have almost like a BHA rendezvous. But Let's like a BHA. mini one backcountry hunters in okay. England. Um do like a rendezvous, but for podcast listeners, for yeah. fellow podcasters, we could just get together, <clears> hang <throat> out, meet some of the listeners, maybe make some cool connections. Maybe I'll start working on setting something like that up Yeah, because there's a lot of people that I think would benefit from just meeting each other face to face and a lot of, a lot of cool stories that could come from that. Yeah. Last so, night we
2: talked about a couple of vendor booths or doing, you know, something similar to the ATA. And so if we can get something like that on the calendar and then schedule that around it, I think that'd be cool. I
1: just had a really funny idea. and He just smiled
2: gonna, at me looking and I'm like, what are you you're thinking? You're going to
1: hate what I'm about to say.
2: How do you know I'm going to hate it? I know. Okay.
1: I absolutely know.
2: Okay, go for it.
1: And the reason I bring this up is because this guy Josh up in Wisconsin that I met with, he was like, "Dude, I need to come down to Missouri for the White Trash Succotash Bash." Oh my gosh! And I was thinking, and I'm ever. like, "Man, that would be just a super easy event to right, invite a it. bunch <laughs> of random people to. It's already put on. We Let's know it's going to happen. Own. We could no, put on. Our yeah, own. I
2: don't." Okay, now you need to go into detail of what the White Trash Succotash Bash is. I've talked about it a lot on the show. You have? Okay.
1: Anybody who's listened (laughs) to more than maybe 10 episodes has heard it. And you've
2: explained why I hate it? No, I haven't explained why
1: you hate it. Basically, we used to host it at our house. Now it's at our old house, but our friend lives there. Yeah, And
2: it started out great. It started out great. Succotash, hog or whatever we cooked, deer. And it was like family friendly. I mean, at the time we didn't have kids. Was that was the first year when we had Canyon or when I was pregnant?
1: When you were pregnant, probably. Oh, that was the first year. I oh, think so. Sorry, everybody but, who came. To OK, that. <laughs> I'm going to make this short and sweet. Sam said, hey, let's just do close friends yep. and family. And so I sent out the announcement to all my buddies that normally come. I'm like, hey, listen, it's not an invite everybody type of year. Um, let's just hang out.
2: Mind you, I'm like 37 and a half weeks pregnant.
1: Yeah. Super prego. <laughs> um, all of a sudden
2: I'm the, walking the outside day comes, <laughs> the white
1: trash second Tash bash. For those that don't know, is just a fourth of July yeah. party and it's a super redneck fourth of July party. We all get together, dress We're, up, like,
2: cut off jeans, very and trashy.
1: Like- and the night before we go out and and do, uh, go out frog gigging, we do a big frog leg fry. We smoke a whole pig. He sounds so redneck right now. We do right all now. kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> but it's amazing. And I've heard people from like other cities say, oh yeah, I heard there's this thing in Walnut Grove oh or my in uh, just south of Springfield. And I mean, they have the general idea, but they don't realize what yeah. it actually is. Telephone. So anyways, we've been putting this on. I tell everybody we're trying to keep it to like 40, 50 people. We probably should have 190 people show up to it oh my and we had no parking for i mean we could have parked in the backfield but everyone just kind of started blocking each other in yeah and then at one point during the night they were having a roman candle war and, and i like bottle rocket got war shot. within the parking area so people's cars are getting pelted <laughs> all of this is happening on our property Sam almost got shot and she just shut the whole thing down. So
2: yeah, there's anyways. another situation. But I was like, we're done. Everybody out. Yep. She, <laughs> like, she lost it, her I mind. And I feel like it was one of those like high school or not necessarily college, college party, but where like the cops come in. In minutes, everyone is gone and the it's cops dead come silent. Or the That's parents legit show how it was. Up. Like Sam was just like, we're Sam, done.
1: Sam turned everyone into. Everyone was gone. Sam turned into Karen and <laughs> was like, all right, everybody out right now. This is not going to work out anymore. Yeah. And so she hated it. But it worked out all right in the end because we then <laughs> drove our school bus, which also sounds super <laughs> funny and redneck. We in drove the field, our school the bus up on top of the hill on the back 40 and watched fireworks from the city.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, sitting so on top did, of the school bus. It did end well. So it ended well. But anyway. So you're
2: saying that he wants to come down for it.
1: He wants to come down for it because he loves smoking meat. He heard about it that we smoke meat. I showed him some. What about videos. like on Drew's property or well, Brad's property? And that's the thing. We could just set something really cool yeah. up, find a good property to do it on, and just get everybody together. And I think we could still do it out there, like do it out by the pond mm-hmm. and just have everybody come out, get a porta potty a or a couple one. of them, do our own. Yeah. Obviously not at the same time, but we can <clears> get people <throat> to come down and and just hang out, do some fishing, whatever.
2: Okay, I'm open to it. Open.
1: Anyways. <laughs> wow, that that went off in a crazy direction. So,
2: Hey, it's I, part of the calendar. I think
1: to get a lot of people together like that would be a yeah, good time it would be fun. to make those connections, have other people. I'll I'll send out an invite first off to all of the people that have been guests on the yeah. show. Listen, we're putting this together if you want to come out and hang out. Sweet. Try to get some sponsors, do some raffles, things like that, Mm -hmm. I think.
2: And then probably next to your subscribers, because I think it's probably. Oh, for sure. We can't just do straight social media, but.
1: Well, I think we probably. Maybe an invite
2: only. Or like do it and then they have to like. I mean,
1: let's be real. I don't (laughs) think it's going to be like 12,000 people showing (laughs) up. No,
2: that's true. That's true. If it
1: is, we'd have to buy a whole lot of hot dogs. But we could even have like a big game feast, a chili cook off, like do a lot of different things with it. I don't know. That's going to be conversations that we have a lot of coming up soon. So um, what about hunts that you want to go on this year?
2: I really want to get a buck. I think I'm kind of turned off to any waterfowl just because my first experience was the first big snow of the year. I had a hole in my boot. We forgot the sunflower sunflower heater. so it's called?
1: Yeah, it's just a heater that goes on top of a propane tank yeah. that looks like so it's overhead. So I was head. freezing
2: and miserable and wanted to leave the second I got there. And I drew the worst blind pill. location pill Basically, ever.
1: You, you draw, they call it drawing of the pill. It's really uh, just a little die with a number on it. Um, but yeah, you draw and it goes from, I think, 1 to 36. And, and I chose drew, like, like 36. Uh, 35 maybe. <laughs>
2: So all of that mixed together, I'm like, I'm okay with that. Basically, and we were duck 30, isn't my favorite. To we were cook the
1: thirty-fifth out of thirty-six groups yeah. to decide where to sit. So we basically ended up with the second worst. Yeah, um, blind, but so that's all right. Waterfowl hunting changes all the time. I've never been on two waterfowl hunts that were exactly the same yeah. ever. I mean, you can go to the same place one day apart. And have a totally different experience. Yeah, that's so, true. I okay, think so for buck. you to get in, you want a buck. That's number one on your bucket list. And then I feel like list. something
2: small game like squirrel.
1: Do you have, hold on, back to the buck. Do okay. you have a size that you're going for? An age structure?
2: Um, Maybe like four by four. Well, Eight uh, point. Hold on.
1: Yeah, 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 you <laughs> no, no. you can't be in Six Missouri point? and say a four by four. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> you're bringing Colorado vertige here to Missouri.
2: Really, Missouri Whitetail aren't that big.
1: No, Missouri, we go by the pointer oh, system, okay. right? So, like, sorry, anywhere within a state, maybe even up to two states west of the Mississippi River, goes by points. Okay. Everybody close to the Rocky Mountains goes by four by four five by five four by five so
2: okay so I need to say so, points or
1: they'll they'll also say it's a four point but a four point means it has four points on, on each, each side. side okay in Wisconsin in Missouri in most of the places I've whitetail hunted it is however many points it has that's what you call it so an eleven pointer, or an eight pointer yeah. a six pointer the only exception to that is if it has two it's a fork. Or, I mean, if it has two, it's a spike. If it has four, it's a fork, a forky, a forkhorn. Um, all sorts of different names. But anything above four, it's like a 5.6.7.8 point. So I need to say an 8 point?
2: Yeah, yeah. I'd say 6 to 8.
1: You want a 6 point up to an 8 point. Yeah. But I feel
2: like in the moment, of course, (laughs) I don't want to get too greedy. That's what you're going for. Yeah. Sweet. Um. I mean, those are always good. I was really happy with the dough that I got the first time, but.
1: And we've been eating venison like crazy. Yeah, at least like
2: it. three times a week.
1: That's why I would like to go get another one, because by the time I get it fully processed, I feel like our freezer will be able to hold yeah. another one. I mean, we were packed full to the oh point my where I didn't shoot another deer because I didn't even go out hunting very often because I knew I mean, even at this point, if you
2: shoot one in the next three days, I mean, it'll take like a week to process. We'll eat a little, but we're still full. I mean, we have pig in there from where we used to live from the farm. We still have fish from Alaska. We have some elk in there that we brought back from Colorado.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot that we need to be be going through. We're
2: super thankful. So So, maybe we should start posting some of our recipes on your website. We made um, a pot of venison roast on sunday. Yep. We had venison shredded venison quesadillas, which is one of our favorite meals. And then this morning we had shredded venison with eggs and potatoes. It's so
1: good. Really good. Um yeah, we could start doing that. I don't know if we'll go with a full we'll cookbook if I time because with... you don't oh, have Oh no, I don't have time. I was going to say. You've got <laughs> Maybe about, one day, that would be cool. You've got about five things that you make and everything else is Was like, that a
2: diss? No, I'm no, saying I'm like... Well, Five good things. No,
1: no, no. Five things that you make often. Yes, true. You've got once way find, more than that.
2: I will say I am bad in that. Once I find something that we like and it's good,
1: I just keep making we're it. We're super lame that way all week. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey, where should we go for lunch today? Culver's. <laughs> but we just had Culver's. I know. Okay, fine. We can go to Chick-fil-A. All right. <laughs> those are like the two places we always go yeah. to eat. That's her. And
2: then we have the same... Two or three places we go for date night.
1: Yep. We're, so, we're lame. I need to go through and find out how many new hunters I hunted with last year. Because I think I had set a goal oh, yeah. of hunting with 20 people that I'd never hunted with. Yeah. And so.
2: And then didn't you have a goal of taking like a few new people out?
1: Taking new people out, like yep. Like
2: me, Aiden.
1: So I think I'll, I need to go back and reflect and see if I met all of those goals. Mm-hmm. But then also this year, I want to do another 20 hunters. Yeah. Like, take another 20 people out that I've never hunted with before. They don't have to be first-timers, but people that may have hunted a long time ago and mm-hmm. just got back into it, I don't know. Yeah. Hunt with 20 people I've never hunted with before. I think that's, that's a good a goal, goal that I'm probably going to keep every single year. So, that's one. Um, I want to hunt a couple new states. Utah? So... Places that I may have been but never hunted, I think would also be a good goal. Let's let's say three states that I've never hunted.
2: Okay. So Utah's one of them.
1: Utah? I'm trying to think.
2: Wyoming, maybe?
1: I've hunted in Wyoming. Okay. No, I could do Wyoming because <clears throat> I a- technically haven't hunted Wyoming. You just Wyoming. shot.
2: You just target.
1: Yeah, I, I've done a lot of target shooting up there, and I went on a hunt with someone else. But I wasn't hunting myself, um. So those two for sure.
2: Can you hunt in Florida so I can go to the beach, please?
1: I can hunt in Florida, <laughs> so yeah, maybe Florida could be the third one. I don't know. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> um. So I want to do that. I want to. I want to get a saddle, and start.
2: Oh, for getting the tree.
1: Familiar with it. And start doing more remote hunting and hunt more public land. That was one of my things that I wanted to do last year, mm-hmm. and I you just, just did all never private. did it. Well, I with everything that was going on during the hunting seasons this year, mm-hmm. all the travel, all the changes, yeah. like the plans that changed. Certicy. I just didn't get. I I felt more comfortable just going and sitting doing in my tree normal. stand. Yeah, it was easier, less planning, and less preparing. hassle, and I didn't even know when I would be able to get out. So. Yeah. Um, I want to get a saddle system and get very familiar with that, get out and practice and then hopefully hunt more public land as well with my bow.
2: Yeah. That's a good idea.
1: So those are some of the big ones. As far as trips go, I think it's going to be a ton of different trips. I really enjoyed the Wisconsin waterfowl hunt. I also want to get up to Minnesota, the Dakotas or Iowa. Ooh, to hunt with those I love guys dakota, the dakotas because yeah we could plan a trip up there we could even do that like pretty quickly because the um the guys from high point outfitters they've been trying to get me to come up there and hunt with them for quite a while
2: and they're in north or south
1: they're in minnesota oh but sorry i thought you were they hunt the north dakota south dakota minnesota and iowa those are like four places that they hunt frequently so actually you know I'm down I
2: I told you the other night I'm like we just need to get a van or an RV and just travel and (laughs) follow you where you hunt and the kids can I the kids and I can explore and you know we have our home base yeah but
1: I'm curious I'm curious what we're gonna look back at at the end of 2022 like I know right now our life's our lives change changed really quickly. Our lives changed a ton this year. Oh yeah, a lot of crazy partnerships and opportunities, um, and I think it's going to be the same thing this coming yeah. year. So life
2: and business-wise, it did, and so I'm really curious what. And it's fingers crossed.
1: Okay, <clears throat> changing this up a little bit. One of my top goals is to finally own some property. <laughs> finally, actually own it. And be able yeah. to do whatever. I mean, I've had land that I could do whatever I wanted. We have on.
2: full access to.
1: I've had access to it, but I have people creeping in all the time, and it's like, oh yeah, I've had permission on this for years. I've, I knew this guy. Yeah. I knew this guy, and I'm like, but that's not how. We'll it goes just find anymore. like random stands. Yeah, you'll find random stands. yards of. I found lives. a trail camera with a cellular trail camera with and thirty corn. pounds of corn dumped in front of it, which is illegal here, and just right behind my tree yeah no idea who it is i stood in front of it like with my arms out saying like what's what, going on what the heck what are you doing um talk to the cattle the farmers and the people who lease it for well i talked to a, a couple of guys that were logging out there mm-hmm. they had no idea whose it was i talked to the people who run cattle and rent or at least land for crops they had no idea whose it was so at this point we yeah. don't know I need to go back out and see if they took it down. I was hoping that just like me acknowledging that I knew it was yeah. there would be enough to deter them. But we've talked Hopefully. about going out, Drew and I going out, getting a hold of MDC. Oh, yeah. And just saying, hey, you want to meet us out here? I don't know whose this is. You I can totally investigate would. it, Whatever.
2: Because if they if you're out there hunting and they stop by, then it's you that. Well, yeah, if I get busted
1: trouble. because there's corn back there and. Like I'd be screwed. They're not going to be like, oh yeah, sure, uh, dude. It's somebody else's. Yeah. So that's something I might need Mm -hmm. to address. But yeah, I want to. I want to do more property management this Mm -hmm. year. I want to explore more habitat improvement. Find out on that chunk of property what all I'm able to do. So whether it's hinge cutting, whether it's more food food plots, um, water sources. Who knows? I just want to. I want to try to put some of the things that I've been hearing about and learning about and reading about into practice mm-hmm. and see what kind of effect it has. All right, guys, I need to take a quick second to tell you about a product that I've been using for quite a while now. It's called bull elk beard oil. Now, if you spent any amount of time in the outdoors, whether it's on the mountain or in the marsh or in the woods, you felt the effects of the wind, the sun and the cold on your face. What this product does, it helps you look better feel more confident and it helps your beard keep its moisture not to mention it smells great so now when I get home after a week of elk hunting my wife can't complain as much I need to tell you though I've gotten to know Brian the founder over the past couple months and he's an awesome guy he makes all of this by hand in North Dakota out of clean products he also loves to give back to the outdoor community whether that's through fundraisers for public land acquisitions or even something Awesome, like helping donate money to cover the surgery costs of duck dogs. He's an amazing guy, and he makes an amazing product. So go check out Bull Elk Beard Oil, and you can get twenty percent off with the code Nomadic. Now at Brad's property, we're gonna do a ton of that because yeah. he owns it, he has full access, and I think so what we is can that? Turn ten it acres? Into- yeah, it's ten acres. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it walks like it's bigger than ten mm-hmm. acres when you walk through it. You just feel like you're on a lot more property. Yeah, but. It's a great spot on top of this wooded ridge system. And I think we could do some really cool bedding areas, some really cool food plots in there and and turn it into kind of a whitetail destination because he's had a lot of big deer that have come through, but none that stick around. I mean, we're oh, talking a couple pass. pictures a year. Yeah. And that's about it where we, we want to get it to the point where they're hanging out there all year long. And I think we could do that fairly Mm -hmm. easily and fairly cheaply yeah so that'd be cool yeah lots of lots of ideas and hopes and dreams I think that on the podcast side of things I just want to keep connecting with more people who love the outdoors
2: yeah and currently you just interview your followers on TikTok followers on Instagram friends family and then anyone else who reaches out
1: Yeah, I've I've reached out to several people and been like, hey, I think it'd be cool. It'd be a cool conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, we haven't talked a ton about this yet. I've got a second podcast that's going to be coming out. Yeah. We are still working on a name for it. The exact theme that we want to go with, we've got it narrowed down to two. um, But we're going to be launching a second podcast. And when will that
2: start? February?
1: February. The beginning of February is the goal for that.
2: So... For now he's gonna go to two episodes a week. Yep. For pneumatic outdoorsman and one. So we'll be airing
1: one. Mondays and Thursdays. And then once we once we switch over to the second one, we're gonna do a I think that one's gonna air on Tuesdays. So we'll have a podcast that comes out Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And hopefully hopefully this other one takes off. I think it's gonna be a really, really cool Um, podcasts, I think there's going to be a lot of cool content and cool people that we can connect with from that. So, um, what, uh, on your side of things as the manager, (laughs) what do you want to see change the wife or happen?
2: Um, okay. Let me think. I do want to start emailing your subscribers on like every day we release an episode, Cause right now we release it and you have the jump in listens right away when it publishes or posts, but to just connect with people through email a little bit more, um, share your other platforms. I'd love for you to grow a little bit on Instagram, but I don't know. Just keep pushing out content, make people laugh, connect with people and hear their stories.
1: Ooh, I thought of a couple more, a podcast studio.
2: Yes. That's definitely a goal.
1: A podcast studio and a good video system. Yeah. So I've been talking with Eric Clark. He's with the OKS Hunter. Which you've had him on, huh? Yep. He's been on the show before. We've been talking quite a bit recently. Super, super awesome guy. And um, he's recommended some video equipment to me. And so I'm hoping to get something set up with kind of a production board to where as I'm talking... The video will be on me as my guest is talking. The video will be on them if it's multiple people mm-hmm. and one of them that doesn't have a video in front of them is talking like it'll be a wide angle shot. But that way, the production value of it will go up for YouTube and stuff because right now it's just recordings on Zoom. Yeah. But anytime I have someone which does a job, but yeah, anytime I talk to someone in house or in person. Yeah, it's hard. It's typically just my Because You don't want
2: to sit right next to them. <laughs> It's awkward and be on the same it like is. zoom it's camera. Weird.
1: It's weird talking ear to <laughs> ear with someone.
2: Like over your shoulder. Yep. Yeah.
1: So lots of definitely
2: launching and doing more on YouTube.
1: Yeah, and I've got thirty-ish episodes ready to go. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully, we need to play catch up, so it'll probably following be a few on eight. that stuff. But all of this is just to connect with more people. Yeah, I have seriously loved connecting with people through the hunting podcast, Yeah, it is. It's probably my favorite thing that I'm doing right now is just like random people reach out. They say, hey, can I be on the show? Unfortunately, I can't take any everybody because yeah. I get hundreds and hundreds of them. Well, if I do two episodes a week, we're talking 104 episodes yeah. a year. And, and when and we... on the first round, I got like three or 400 oh, it was people reach reached out.
2: Yeah, if we put out a TikTok that, goes viral and people just, you know, reach out want to be a guest. It's a lot for you to go through and, you know, filter, but it gives us just more opportunity to hear different stories and some cool ones, some crazy ones. Um yeah.
1: The whole process with that also is I mean, people are like, "Oh man, I've been my name's been in each time. I keep sending yeah. you emails." Well, what I go off of is as I'm reading through 400 emails, I read through it if right away I'm like yeah this person should be on the yeah. show. I I put them in a folder of people that I, I mm-hmm. want to reach out to and be like hey here's how you get on.
2: If, if the it's story is if just
1: it's like basic. just really quick mm-hmm. like sometimes just it doesn't stick out. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's not interesting, it's just not like something has to mm-hmm. click whether it's the way your that they write in it, it, whether it's the content of what they're saying. Or sometimes I have, you know, 15 people that were in the military that got out and then they got they got into hunting. Well, if I interview 15 people, their stories might be different, but it's the same topic.
2: And that's a whole separate podcast at that point. You know, exactly. Yeah.
1: You would have to have another podcast of like military members or uh, Mm waterfowlers. I have. I have dozens of waterfowl guides, whether it's part-time or full-time reach out. Mm -hmm. And although I'm sure all of them have awesome stories, are very interesting, I just can't have only waterfowl people on the podcast. It's about more than that. So just...
2: The computer side of it and the social media side of it, Dan's not... His favorite thing to do is record and just to talk with people and share stories, sharing stories. So the back-end stuff of, hey you got to edit these youtube episodes we need to publish these we need to I'm you know on it. post this hey it's our batch day for tiktok we need to record tiktoks like we have fun with it we really do um but your passion is i mean hunting but hunting and sharing, sharing stories yeah.
1: yeah um i think i really do believe that 2022 is going to be an awesome year for a lot yeah. of this stuff
2: i'm excited and you mentioned the new network
1: yep so i have a Officially switched over to the Sportsman's Nation podcast network. And
2: super exciting. I've been that talking was...
1: with Dan Johnson for quite a while. I talk to him at least every couple days now, whether yeah, it's messaging getting it or getting on the phone with him. And so there's a lot of cool opportunities through that. I think that joining his network is gonna be awesome for both him and, and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully he and I can get together and yeah, good hunt connections for that. I told him, I was like, man, listen, I'll join the podcast, but, or I'll join the network, Mm. but you and I better hunt at some point together.
2: It's so crazy to me because August, no, it wasn't August. It was like November of 2020 when we were painting sis's duplex. Do you remember?
1: Probably somewhere around there.
2: And we helped my sister paint. And every day we were listening to Wired to Hunt with Mark Kenyon. I'm learning these names and Dan Johnson was on and constantly uh, Dan my husband is like I'd love to sit down with Dan one day and record an episode with him or just chat with him like and so now him but being it was a on, pie in
1: the sky dream oh and for I sure. was like oh maybe maybe, maybe one if I'm day lucky, one day it'll happen and you kept saying it's gonna happen it's gonna happen it's yeah. gonna happen
2: and he reached out one day about being on the show and Dan Johnson's like sure send me the link. And Dan was like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) But now it's just awesome. Like, you know, having those opportunities and no dream is too far. And so kind of placing some dreams and thinking about what could be and what could happen. The fact that some of those are coming true is awesome. I'm excited for you, babe. I'm proud of you, too.
1: Yeah, it's it's been surreal for sure. But yeah, I think it'll open a lot
2: of opportunities and
1: a lot of it's been like what you've done with the social media side of it, because I had almost no listens yeah, and not a ton of people were engaging. And then all of a sudden you posted a few things on social media Mm -hmm. and it took off.
2: Yeah. The power of social media is crazy. And at the time we didn't have the money to put into advertising or or marketing. And so it's like just sharing our story of it was, I mean, we on the job side of it, you know, he helped me renovate RVs we did that together, but he did quit his job and it was kind of like a cold Turkey type of thing where he had this dream of starting a podcast. And then one day he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. And so, you know, sharing the story of that and just the support that I have for him and helping him, you know, this is a two person job. Um, yeah.
1: It's been wild. Um, what, I, I guess, what would you like to see from me? In 2022, because obviously, you know my schedule. Yeah. You know that once hunting season starts, it gets really, really crazy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just thought of one more. Sorry. That's okay. I want to... That was a deep
2: question, too, so it'll give you time to think. I know.
1: (laughs) I want to kill a turkey the right way this year.
2: What do you mean the right way? So... There's a right way and a wrong... I mean... There's there's not a wrong
1: way, but there's wrong placement? I guess like the traditional way. Okay. So traditionally, you get out there, you may set out a couple decoys, you call, they respond, you work them in, they come in to your decoys, and then you shoot them. Yeah. I've never killed a turkey like that. I, I've i gotten close. Mm-hmm. I've had turkeys within three yards of me, but on the neighbor's property mm-hmm. that have come in, they've worked, they've done what I thought they should. They just didn't want to cross a fence. I've had a turkey that came in, but it wasn't due to my calling. It wasn't responding to my calling. I watched it for a couple hours, and then it finally made it over to me and then got in a tussle with other turkeys that ended up showing up. But none of it was because of me. Yeah, I've done spot and stock turkey hunting, which has been successful. I've had turkeys come into my decoys when I had just gone on a walk. Like this past year, yeah. Drew and I went for a walk. Checked to see if there were turkeys in these other fields that were close by. And when we came back, we had turkeys sprinting like all out across the field. So
2: just on their own. Towards
1: our decoys. But I've never sat turkey hunted, called one in successfully, and shot it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is going to be the final straw of whether or not You've I get it. addicted to turkey hunting. <laughs> well, people do. People are like diehard, yeah, sold out. Don't care about anything else. But do turkeys. we need
2: you have the turkey fan? Yep. Do we need the no? Nope. Okay.
1: Because that's not going to help me do it traditionally. Okay.
2: Oh, that's true. The turkey then fan you... helps
1: me do it the non traditional okay. way.
2: That makes sense.
1: At least for here or for what? Do you most need a turkey new turkey
2: call? Do. do you need to practice more? Oh, I definitely need and to just practice more time one. out I've there.
1: Put zero. Effort into practicing. Oh yeah, because it's all whitetail. Well, and there's so many turkeys where I hunt that odds of you shooting one are pretty high. Yeah. Even if you don't call or put out a, put out a decoy. Yeah. Like I could literally just sit on one of the fence rows and probably shoot one every two or three days.
2: And they're pretty consistent in like where they nest and where they.
1: Yeah, where they roost, where they feed. That's it. They. They're very patternable, mm-hmm. I feel like. I mean, that's what I've seen out there. They they walk the same routes, they're on the same trail cameras all the time. Yeah. So I think it would be cool to actually see one come in, get all puffed up, be ready to fight, shoot it, and then I'll know is this something <laughs> that I will be addicted to?
2: Or is it just or not? here and there?
1: Because I just I haven't caught the bug yet. Yeah. And a lot of people
2: you're making it harder for me because then I just have to have more recipes and more game cooking. It's turkey. Yeah. But every time I've cooked a wild turkey that you've
1: You don't need more recipes. You have both of the meat It's too dry. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> How often do you open those up and go by them? Well,
2: currently they're in a box, but not very often exactly. because I just find my own recipe. I mean, venison and elk is pretty much beef. Uh, there's a little difference. I will say I haven't been I'm tasting the game. I'm sorry. It's like not that. pretty <laughs> much beef. But the way you cook it, that's what I mean. It is not beef. Hear me out. But the way you cook it is pretty much the same, right?
1: Yes. You yes. Can, yeah, you can use sa- I cook, the same roast. I cook the
2: roast um, venison the same way I cook beef roast or pot roast um, and elk steaks or venison steaks. We cook very similar to beef steaks. And so with turkey, I just always dried out. But that's on that's on the chef's side, not the turkey side. So I, I can't I think blame we the turkey. Can fix that. Okay. Deal.
1: Um so yeah, figuring out new recipes. Maybe that's one that's of the things. That's my goal for twenty twenty. Write that down. You've got pages. Twenty twenty two. So figuring out new recipes that we like, trying to switch it up.
2: Tag us in or send us some of your favorite recipes too. Ooh, that's a good Sam idea. Needs help.
1: <laughs> I think I think that if we do that get together. And people yeah. do a wild game feed. You can bring, you know, that's some good. walleye flades or frog legs or quail or pheasant. Ooh, pheasant.
2: Pheasant. Oh, my gosh. That's one thing that's we one don't have down too.
1: here that we wish we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty good list of things that we want to accomplish, mm-hmm. that we want to change Business, for this year. Hunting. I, I'm excited to get Canyon out. Mm-hmm. I think this year he's going to be coming yeah. out and sitting with me. I got a blind last year. Um, that I didn't really use, but now that he's getting older and can kind of understand more what's yeah. going on, to have him come and sit with me I think he will, will be a lot that. of fun. Especially turkey season. And how
2: early can he hunt? Because he's five, he'll be six at the end of August.
1: I need to look at it. It's different in every state, and I feel like the ages change quite a bit, so... For me, it was 12, I believe, is when I could first hunt. Down here, though. I feel like
2: that's so late.
1: I know. Down here, I think you can hunt way earlier. Are you looking it up right uh-huh. now?
2: I'm not the best at it. Let me
1: know when you find it, because I think you can hunt very young here in Missouri. If not, you can when hunt I saw very on young TikTok, in other states.
2: That girl who was, what, six? Six, yeah. And it was, I think, a crossbow.
1: The the farther south you get, I feel like the lower the age requirements are for the most part. The farther west you get, the higher the higher the age requirements are. And same with the north. Okay. But
2: so this says you must be eleven years or older to okay. complete hunter education, but the I think but, it talks about like like the apprentice hunting. Well, too. there's special
1: rules for apprentice hunting where you don't have to have education. Mm-hmm. You can sit with a parent or an adult with an active hunting license, and so I've just got to figure all of that out.
2: Yeah, maybe looking at that the might be thing a call too.
1: for MDC.
2: Yeah. Oh wait, youth hunters age six to fifteen.
1: So, as long as
2: they have a permit with them, which so, costs eight fifty.
1: So next year, he could <gasps> In technically the fall. he
2: Little
1: could kitty. go out for the youth hunt.
2: That would be fun, babe. That's like goal number one. Are you ready for that?
1: I don't know that I am. That is crazy to me. Like I thought. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm super excited and I'm taking him out every chance I get, if that's the case. If he can come out and hunt with me and actually shoot. Yeah. But we've got to get him used to shooting. Oh
2: yeah. So we need to start now. Start with a little like court gun or something.
1: Well, I'm going to have to go buy him a rifle that he can shoot. That's not going to just destroy him. Yeah. Same with a shotgun. I mean,
2: Is this your boy to get another gun? (laughs) Just kidding.
1: I'm always. We were at to Bass Pro these.
2: yesterday for our anniversary. Did you tell them what you got?
1: No, I didn't. And um, what I
2: got? I had a dream about mine last night. You did? Yes. What I happened? was at a convenience store and someone came up to the car and I had like a bunch of cash on me. And they're like, hey, do you have change for a 100? I'm like, yes. But first, go in the store i was going to pull it out of my water for some reason i had a water cash <laughs> i was going to pull it out of my water cash without him standing right next to me um so i was like if they don't have it then come back and i'll give it to you and then i can't remember what else happened but like i went into the store and then like stuff was happening outside and you know in your dreams how like you can't run fast enough you can't uh-huh. like
1: yeah nothing i works.
2: like i took it out I had it like you know in the back holster like we talked about but I didn't have to use it, but I felt like if I needed to, I didn't know how. (laughs) So I was like, I woke up in the morning. I'm like, okay, we need to go to the range. Like, I mean, it's a new gun. I haven't, we haven't sighted in a handgun in a long time.
1: I feel comfortable with rifle. Very little. Yeah. With a pistol.
2: So I have a Ruger 390 Max C (laughs) CP3O, just kidding. (laughs) What is it called?
1: It's an LCP. LCP Max Max 380. Good job.
2: I have my ammo. See, wait. What is it? Start again. L LCP Max 380. There you go, Ruger. (laughs) So, super excited about it. But yeah, I just need to practice with it. That way, I'm ready if I have to use it.
1: Yep, we'll get out and do a bunch of shooting. And you got you ready at the range. I got a Glock 43, which is, it's a nine millimeter single stack.
2: Our goal going in, I mean, we've been, had a goal for five years to have a handgun, to have pistols. Well, we've we had, did at one point. Had yeah. had
1: plenty of them throughout the we years. We would just sell for,
2: and trade guns and um,
1: buy, sell, trade. Yep. We realized we don't use it. It's not the one that we want. Yeah. So we, we get a different one.
0: So, so finally we in. were like,
1: Hey, you know what? We'll just get some that we're going to keep. And then if we want to build off of those, we can. But these are the ones we're just going to hold on to for a while. Yeah. But while we were there, of I'm looking Dan's at a couple different things. Dan's eyes Because it was our eighth anniversary. and uh, He's thinking he could I am get the lucky. Gift guy. She doesn't <laughs> care about gifts at all. If you guys
2: are familiar with love languages, Dan's number one love language is gifts. And my, my number, number two, five, three, which is the- and five are all gifts. <laughs> Your number two is physical touch. But yes, my number five is gifts. So I do not like receiving gifts if i want something i will buy it for myself but there's not a lot of things i want yeah. dan loves it so i'm like okay for eighth anniversary like let's just go to bass pro you tell me what you want we did a tiktok about in it, it got some well and it's funny news, because but. we just
1: went there and i had just switched i'd finally switched back to a missouri driver's yeah. license which I we've been Colorado. here for years and we still had Colorado. I think licenses. I just dread
2: the DMV so much that I'm like, I don't want to go. in. Well, there. it
1: was between that and covid oh, yeah. and just the chaos that was going on. Yeah. And then finally, I was like, I should probably switch this back. Like,
2: and good thing you did. It's
1: time. Well, and luckily, I never got stopped by MDC because if I was out uh, hunting, they'd probably be like, why do you have a resident license and a non-resident um, driver's license?
2: Yeah, that's true
1: and it's easier to luckily ask for luckily i've done things by the book this entire yeah. time so when i go to colorado you even though i have prices. a colorado driver's license i'm still buying non-resident yeah. tags and
2: i can vouch for that because our bank statements prove it
1: oh yeah <laughs> but there's there's things like that where i'm like okay if if there was any question i can yeah. prove to them i'm buying resident licenses in one state um but all that said i was like finally that i've got an in state license, I can actually go and buy a, a firearm in Missouri again. Yeah. So went and got that. But While tell we're them what there, you were looking at. Well, my my goal wasn't even to necessarily go and buy those. I just wanted to go and look. And mm-hmm. then we found a couple that we liked. But the guy was like, hey, as I do this, it's easy. If you do want another firearm, mm-hmm. it's easier to add this to, than to run a separate transaction and background yeah. check and all of that later on. And so I was like, you know what? Let me go take a look. <laughs> so I went over and I looked at a couple new shotguns. One thing that I don't have. pulled down
2: a Benelli.
1: Well, hold on. <laughs> I have I looked at several because they had the Browning A5 in blotch camo, yeah. which I've always liked the blotch camo. I've had several like, like hunting it. clothing items in that. And I looked at that. Then I was looking at the Benelli Super Black Eagle 3, 20 gauge which a lot of people are probably going to be like a 20 gauge are you kidding me i love shooting a 20 gauge i always have that's what i'm currently shooting it's just a much much older gun it's a pump it only accepts two and three quarter inch shells and i want something that i can hunt all year long with and dan Um,
2: proceeds to tell me i have an old shotgun i think i need another one i'm like what do you mean he's like All the guys give me a hard time about it when we go out in the field. Oh, it's funny.
1: Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. Every time I go out, Drew, who's been on the show multiple times, is like, hey, when are you going to get a real shotgun? (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I can shoot just as good as you with this thing. But it definitely does give me more issues. And it doesn't... There's a lot of things that it doesn't do. I know I could get the...
2: It doesn't have a sling on it or you can't have a sling.
1: I I can. I just need to buy a couple of replacement parts. So at the end of the tube magazine... There's typically a little um, like receiver yeah. for a sling, mm-hmm. and mine doesn't have that. It came off at some point during cleaning or even oh, before okay. I had it. It's just never had yeah. it since I've used the gun. But in addition to that, it cannot accept a choke, which uh, for shotgun hunting, people understand yeah. like, that's a big deal. This is the type of gun. I mean, I used to shoot rifled slugs out of this exact same barrel, like this was my gun that I used from the get-go deer hunting out in Wisconsin. Yeah. So, I've used I've killed so many different animals with this gun, but I think it's time to get something that is going to be Top more grade. proficient for especially turkey hunting because you this do This is need how he convinces
2: pattern.
1: me. You were almost convinced yesterday. <laughs> I was yesterday. You almost Well, I at first I didn't know you
2: wanted the I didn't know you had the Glock 2. I don't know what I was doing, but I didn't see you like tell him which one. So if you just wanted the Benelli, I probably would have said yes, but I was like, oh, I can't, we can't do that total right now. We'll probably
1: get it before turkey season. Yeah. I'll go back and pick it up. I didn't say
2: no. I just said not right now.
1: That's true. And
2: then we were also looking at the Vortex spotting scope, which that's what I wanted to get him for the anniversary. But then it was, yeah.
1: I thought you did. I really did. Because I went on the Amazon cart and it just wasn't there anymore. I had put it in the cart. It wasn't there. It wasn't in, like, the saved for laters. It wasn't in the recent purchases. And I'm like, I wonder if there's a feature where you can, like, hide Hide the purchase on here. (laughs) Probably not. And maybe she bought it and, like, told the system to hide it and not show it. This
2: is why I just take him to Bass Pro and be like, you pick out what you want. One, we, like, we know everything about, like, with purchases. I see everything that he purchases. So there's no way he can, like, surprise me with something or, you know. And (laughs) you don't like him anyway. Exactly. I just... I'll tell you what I want and I want to go get it. So with gifts and stuff, we just get what we want yep. or go take the person to get what they want because it's sneaky and you would have found out anyways.
1: Listen, anybody out there, if you've got someone who is a gifts person. Yes. If you don't know for sure what they want.
2: Don't just get them something
1: right Don't now. just get them a pair of socks. Okay. Socks and underwear are not Christmas presents. <laughs> I'm just saying that right now. That's back to school crap right there. You don't get people that for Christmas. I mean, if you need them. If you them. get someone the wrong present, it's worse than not getting them anything at all. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's true. Oh, my gosh. Just
1: throwing that out there. Anyways. Well, I think that's a pretty good 2020 wish list slash
2: you had the one question that we deviated from yes i just don't know how you want me to answer you said what do i what do i want from you or hope for expect for from you in 2020 yeah what do you like it could be personally
1: well no I mean people don't care about a relationship I'm talking <laughs> well, like duh. hunting podcasts, things podcast things like that
2: wise, I'd love for you to do like
1: what are your expectations or goals for me like maybe because you always have higher goals for yeah, me than I I'm i a for goals myself. person
2: I like I like to meet I like lists I like to meet goals cross them off set you know high standards for myself um but I'd say for you on the business side of things, I mean, I felt like you're doing amazing. I would hope for some awesome opportunities for you. Um, some more connections. I love the idea of doing a vendor booth or two or going to a couple of trade shows. Um, Dan is such a personable person. And if you've listened or you've been on the podcast, you know that. I always say he can make friends with a rock, but he's funny. He's relatable rock
1: wears camo and
2: <laughs> or camps or play sports. Like he can yeah. always find common ground on something. And so doing a trade show type of thing, I think would be good just to connect with people. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I can't really say like what connections I hope for or expect. Like, you know, there's some big name people and big name businesses that I'd love to you know, do partnerships with for you, but I feel like you're doing it. Just keep crushing it, babe. And yeah.
1: Nice. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good year.
2: Do you want to touch on merch really quick?
1: Merch. So check it out. We've got a couple new, not logo designs necessarily, but uh, t t-shirt and hat designs with the nomadic outdoorsman hunt fish camp. We might put a couple out there and get some feedback.
2: I mean, with, so our that? graphic designer just sent us last night a few new logos. I could get the shop and product ready within a week. Do you want to launch in a week or did you want to do February 1st like we talked about? I want to
1: launch as soon as possible. Like, oh. I, I like the, I like what we have yeah. going right now. We've got some stuff in the shop and we ordered a few hasn't samples. been available to the general public yet. But we've got samples coming. And so I'm excited to get those. And then we're gonna keep launching new t-shirt, hat, sticker designs. And so, anyways, we got some logo work back yesterday. I think a couple of them would look really, really awesome on a shirt or a hat.
2: Yeah, stickers, mugs, hoodies. And then we've got some more
1: just uh, t-shirt concepts in the works right now that we'll probably hear back on. Maybe oh yeah, we saw those. And so those will be coming out. But I think we launched the first set. Right away.
2: Okay. Maybe the next episode will announce the date of release.
1: So, might as well say February because <laughs> by the time the next episode is recorded and put out, it's going to be February.
2: Really? I like the. Here, let me tell you why I like the February because we can have more designs ready. We can have the prototypes in hand, the samples in hand for you to wear and rep and like. At this up point, to show. we're
1: not even recording a podcast. <laughs> They're just sitting in on a business meeting. <laughs>
2: Which is how our dates normally go. This is just an insight.
1: Yeah, we might as well be sitting at Culver's eating right now. You would probably prefer that. Yes, I would.
2: <laughs> okay, we'll let you know. Ah, okay. It's your, it's your merch, your business, your podcast. You tell them.
1: Deal. Um. Well, keep an eye out, guys. <laughs> I will be posting. I may do a couple surveys and see which designs you guys like best, and then we'll go from there. So, 2022 is going to be an awesome year.
2: I'm excited. I'm excited for you.
1: I know. Can't wait. Thanks, babe. Love you. Love you. And that is going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed that. I hope you are setting goals and um, New Year's resolutions for yourselves in the outdoors. I, another thing, I don't think we talked about this at all. I want to do some more canoeing. I used to go canoeing and camping all the time here in Missouri. I mean, I'm talking when it's nice out, when the river conditions are right, I'd be out three weekends a month. And now we've got a couple of kids. They're old enough to where they can hike around with us. They can enjoy the scenery. They can enjoy swimming and fishing. And so I think as a family, that's going to be something that we focus a lot more on. But like I said, hopefully you guys have some goals that you're going to try to um, try to reach. And some animals that you're going to pursue, new adventures that maybe you're a little outside your comfort zone. And you guys can push yourselves um, past that discomfort and go after a new game animal in a new state or a new type of hunting. Whatever that looks like for you, please feel free to share it. I love connecting with my listeners. I love connecting with the audience of the Nomadic Outdoorsman, And so I'd love to hear where you guys are going to go, what you're going to be doing in 2022. So follow along. It's going to be an awesome year and that's going to do it until next time. Always choose adventure and God bless.